The Mariners finally have an off day, and boy, do they need it. Our thoughts on the last two games and their upcoming series with the Guardians coming up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, April 6, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description below. On the show today, we'll be reviewing the last couple games for the Mariners and previewing their upcoming series with Guardian. Colby, let's start on a positive note after the Mariners lost yesterday 4-3 to and talk about the game on Tuesday where they blew out the Angels by a score of 11-2. to We haven't talked since that game. Teoscar Hernandez with a couple of home runs. A.J. Pollock with a couple of home runs. Luis Castillo was brilliant once again. It's a really fun night, right? Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder of what this team can be when everything clicks. Um, you know, it, it's... Obviously, you know, the four home run thing is is not going to happen most nights. But, uh, yeah, it, it does show that this lineup can be deep. It can be explosive. Um, and they can hit, you know, mediocre pitching, which, you know, doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you consider how many just awful at-bats they had against, you know, the back end of Cleveland's rotation and, and you know, what they do, did the night before where Detmers wasn't all that sharp and, and he left them, you know, plenty of pitches to hit and they just really couldn't do it well on Tuesday they did. And that's kind of what it looks like. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun, you know, uh, in that game, the, the new guys, you know, finally showed up and, and Castillo's not really a new guy, but you know, it's still nice. We're getting to the point now where like Castillo is becoming like appointment television, like, Oh, Luis Castillo is pitching today. Okay. I'm going to work my entire calendar around making sure I get to watch that. Uh, dude's filthy. Dude's absolutely filthy. And the and the scary thing is, I think, is that he doesn't really even have like his best fastball yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him mostly 94, 95 in this outing. Uh, and once again, for those who were panicking about velocity, he's not throwing 98, 99 like he was in the playoffs. Well, you just saw why he doesn't have to. Uh, the fastball, the four-seamer in particular, just jumps out of his hand. Uh, it's very hard to pick up. Castillo was great. Teo. Man alive, did he need those those home runs? Because, right. I mean, yesterday's at bats. Now, to be fair, it was against Otani, so yeah, we'll give yeah. him a pass on that. But uh, yeah, he needed those, and and it kind of looked like he was building up towards that kind of a, a breakout thing. There were a couple hard hit balls, a couple actually decent at bats before that. Um, then it finally just exploded, and, and that's impressive power to go dead center field. Um, you know, early in April in Seattle, that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I believe um, his home runs, his two home runs combined went for about 860 ish feet. Mm-hmm. I think both were 111, 112 off the bat or something like that. Just, yeah, Tao's insane when he's on. Um, I think, you know, one of the nice things is, is that AJ Pollock looks really good at the plate. Um, uh, even minus the two home runs, he's taking good at bats, mm-hmm. he's hitting the ball hard when he does hit it. Uh, he's drawn, I think, one or two walks already. Like, Paul yeah. looks like he has his entire career. Shocking how that happens. But well, and I, and I think that he can be an, an actual option against righties. Now, you don't want to play him all the time against righties. But no. look, last year, I, I, I'm going to say this again. I, I think it was kind of an anomaly for him because you look at his WRC plus marks of the last few years before 2022, 
against righties and they're pretty good. He's he really hasn't been unusable against right like absolutely unusable against righties except for last year. 139 WRC plus in 2021 against righties, 103 in 2020, 94 in 2019, that's slightly uh you know below average. 119 in, in 2018, 98 in 2017, 106 in 2016, uh, 130 in 2015, and 128 in 2014. Guy has been historically really good against both righties and lefties. So I don't think that the DH spot needs to be the strict platoon eventually with, you know, Listella, Hummel, whoever else comes through there, Taylor Trammell, right. when he eventually gets healthy. I don't think that it really needs to be an either-or scenario here with A.J. Pollock. No, I think what you do want, though, is you do want to give Pollock strict days off. I don't think that yeah. you really want to push AJ beyond 400 plate appearances, I think is probably around around what you want him at. And if he plays every single day, he's going to get there by, you know, before the trade deadline. So it's one of those things where if he's on a little bit of a heater, you can use him a little bit more. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's played three games in a row now. Um, four? Three. Three games in a row. Three games in a row. Right. And, you know, and we it, should mention that both of his home runs came against a righty in Jaime Berea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so three games in a row, but they do have a day off. Do they play him on Friday against another righty? We'll see. Listella hasn't, I think he's gotten one at bat in the last three or four days. So, I mean, I don't want to belabor the point on Listella, but at some point, you know, they, they can't use him in the field. They won't use him in the field. There was an opportunity last night. They could have hit pinch hit. Tom Murphy for JP Crawford, except, uh oh, we can't do that because, you know, Haggerty's already in the game and, and we would need somebody to go play second base. And that would be Listella in theory, right? Well, apparently not because Listella can't throw. So to me, I don't know how much longer he's for this roster. Uh, my assumption is, is that he's going to get a DH game or two in this uh, weekend series, but. Pollock has certainly been the better bat. It's not really between Pollock, Hummel, and uh, Lastella. It's it's hasn't been close. Uh, AJ Pollock's giving you the best at bats, and that's honestly to be expected. So really, that's not a big surprise. But they are going to have to continue to rotate through that DH because, again, Pollock's thirty five years old. You don't want him playing every day. That was part of his problem last year. He played every single day for a really banged up White Sox team. So you have to manage him a little bit. But it is nice to see you know that he has been just really solid uh, throughout hitting balls pretty hard, you know, having good quality at bats, a couple home runs already. Uh, Pollux can, can be a big part of this team. You just have to manage his workload a little bit. So I want to talk about yesterday's loss, 4-3 loss to the Angels, lose their second consecutive series, the Mariners do here. And I also want to get your thoughts just on the first week of Mariners baseball here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. And look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. <laughs> they put that in the ad. So this episode of Lockdown Marriages is also brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or puff. So now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing you won't think they're good for you. And what makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered on 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March and April, so hop in and support your pick. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for listening. Before we get into yesterday's 4-3 loss to the Angels and just our overall thoughts on the first week of Mariners baseball here, Let's get a reminder that we are currently running a fundraiser with Feeding America. And since the last time we talked about this, we have eclipsed the $4,000 mark. We are now at $4,329 raise. We got some new uh, donations from Steven, Don, AC, Jason. Got a couple of anonymous donations here, Darren and uh, Matt uh, and Rob as well. So, Colby. We're inching closer to 5K, and that is halfway to our goal of me getting some ink here. So I think it's now time to pass the mic off to you to encourage our listeners here to to get us to that point and get me inked up here. Yeah, guys, if you want to see Ty cry, uh, then we need to get to the $10,000 mark. you know, there are lots of ways to donate. Uh, one of them is you can scan the QR code uh, that Ty should be putting up on the screen right now. Ty, do your job. Uh, you can scan that up, code. That'll no. take us. That'll take you to the donation page. Uh, there's also a link to the donation page. So if you're just listening, you can just go into the description uh, of the episode and you can just click the link and it'll take you to our donation page um, as well. If you guys want to help out, but you can't really afford to donate right now, that's totally cool. We get it. We understand but uh, you can still help out by subscribing to this YouTube channel. Every new subscriber Ty and I get will be donating 10 cents to Feeding America, uh, which is obviously by this point you guys know that is our that is our fundraiser. It is for Feeding America. Uh, 34 million Americans suffer from food insecurity every day. Nine million of them are children. We can change that. Uh, Feeding America works with wholesalers to turn every dollar raised into 10 delicious meals. Uh, so just think about that guys, by just clicking the subscribe button, you are giving somebody who is facing food insecurities a meal just by clicking one button. So it's pretty cool. Feeding America does a great job and, you know, we're happy that you guys have just absolutely, you know, blown our expectations out of the water. Uh, we, we set out with an original goal of $500, not really knowing how our reach is and, and all that stuff. And, and you guys, you know, took that down by, you know, double, uh, in the first 36 hours and, and now we just keep on pushing uh to see the uh the donations come flooding in still uh it's, it's really cool it's awesome uh it's, it speaks well of you guys as a community um so please continue to help out and if we do reach ten thousand dollars which is a really lofty goal we understand but that's why it has a big payoff because if we reach ten thousand dollars 
Ty over there will get a tattoo um, to commemorate the the uh, 10K uh, if we get there. We're about halfway there. We're 43% of the way there, and we have until the end of the month to get this done. So if you can, please donate. If you can't donate, go ahead and subscribe to this channel, and we will make a 10-cent donation on your behalf at the end of the month. Um, and if you've done all that already, then please feel free to share this on Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube and whatever, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It doesn't matter. Please feel free to do that. Uh, and let's see, we, let's just see how high we can get it. If we get to 10 10 K amazing. Awesome. If not, it's still going to be an incredible fundraiser because you yeah. guys have already surpassed our wildest expectations. So thank you so much, uh, feeding America because of you guys, we've raised over 43,000 meals for people who are suffering from food insecurity. That That's a massive win for everybody. So let's get to 10K just so we can see Ty cry. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just let's just keep on donating meals and keep on helping people feed the hungry because uh, that's what this really is all about. And I've heard that if we get to 15K, there's a non-zero chance that Shohei Otani will sign with the Seattle Mariners. So, Well, we're supposed to keep that on the DL, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has been suggested you know, I I called Otani's people. Otani's people called me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's some uh, stuff yeah. in the works there. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, you know, and if we do, and he doesn't sign, well, that says a lot about Shohei's character, now, doesn't it? Mm, exactly. Clearly, mm. Shohei Otani doesn't care about charity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and th- and that's another way that you could see me cry if the Mariners sign Shohei Otani. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of Otani. You know, he he could have yesterday's game as long as he promises to sign with the Mariners in about eight <laughs> months. So, you know, um, this was probably the, the worst start I've seen Otani have against the Mariners. Like he yeah. did not have his stuff at all. He walks, what, five guys, four guys, yep. and then a couple of hit, hit by two. pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his command was all over the place. And that's what makes this one so disappointing because they still only got a run off of him. Uh, just a single run off of him. And they had an opportunity for more in the first inning when he was still trying to to find himself. Ty France makes a toot bland, <laughs> to put it lightly. And Probably cost them at least a run. And What was the final score, Ty? Mm, oh, yeah. did they lose by a run? They, they lost mm, by a run, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have yeah, been second Cal- and third with no outs for Cal Raleigh, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Second uh, th- with a struggling Otani who hadn't retired a batter yet. Yeah. He had a chance to put that game away early. And Ty France steals first or steals third base and all of a sudden he thinks he's Ichiro. And he's get thrown out by a hefty margin at home plate. Mm. Uh and at that point you need a hit to to score uh your second run and and you know, even Otani struggling is still really hard to get a hit off of. Yeah. Uh and the Mariners proved unable to do that. So sometimes you got to you gotta be smart. Um, and that's, that's a big mistake by Ty France and it did come back to bite the Mariners. So, uh, it is a bummer. They couldn't score more runs, but you know, you could see Otani slowly start to figure it out. And by his last two innings out there, he had, he had dialed it in. And at that point you were just grateful that you had gotten his pitch count up to the, to the point where you had a shot against their bullpen. So before we get into the overall negatives of this game, I, I want to give a shout out to Eugenio Suarez who keeps on hitting for this team. He's one of the few consistent bats in the Mariners lineup right now a couple more ribs for him in this game he's been awesome yeah I mean he kind of we kind of saw how good he looked in the WBC and how he was hitting there uh and he just kind of carried it over and 
Gino's one of those guys who, um, you know, is kind of a streaky hitter. He'll go on these long hot streaks and then he'll go zero for twenty five with with eleven strikeouts and people will panic and then all of a sudden he'll go, oh well, now I'm you know three straight multi hit games. I've hit two home runs and in, in the last game here and blah blah blah. So Gino's really on really a streaky hitter, um, but he's on one of those hot streaks right now and and. It's good to see because he's driving the ball to the opposite field a lot. He's pulling the ball. Still hasn't hit a home run yet, which is somewhat surprising. He's gotten close a couple well, that, of times. That's the thing, right? Is like he's doing his damage without hitting the ball mm-hmm. over the wall. So once he starts doing that, I mean, look out. Yeah. You know, we talked about Gino as being like an obvious regression candidate and, and like he's not going to be a four win player again. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, if he keeps playing like this. He's a six win guy. So. Yeah. Who knows? But obviously he'll slump at some point. This it's just it's just his game. But for now he's been great. Um, and really, you know, Julio's been great. Didn't have a great game yesterday, but Julio's been great so far. Cal's been great so far. Yeah, Gino's been great so far. Ty France has been great so far. Yep. It's just they haven't really found that fifth sixth guy yet in the lineup. And and you know, Teo's shown glimpses here. Pollock's you know putting together good at bats. I still continue to believe that Colton Wong is going to hit because his at bats are really good. He just can't quite seem to find, you know, the grass. Had right another now. big walk yesterday. Yeah, he's drawing. He's not chasing, right? He's fouling pitches off. He's being pesky. He's hitting line shots that are hooking foul. Like he's close. Like I, I still have supreme confidence in Colton Wong, and it's just kind of, you know, you're kind of looking for that one guy. You, the Mariners have had the Mariners have had three games that could have easily swung the other direction if they had gotten a big hit from one of their big players. Uh-huh. Julio didn't get it done. Cal didn't get it done. Ty hasn't gotten it done. Um, so the margin of error for the Mariners, if you're going to play one run games, you have to get those big hits. They just haven't gotten them yet. So overall, I mean, yeah, two series losses isn't great, but there I, are some positives. aside from the, yeah. aside from the one game where they were just awful against Cleveland. Well, one game against Cleveland, one game against Anaheim where they were just yeah. sloppy and ugly. Uh, they're playing pretty good, pretty clean baseball. Just they haven't gotten that big hit when they needed it. And yesterday was even a little more painful because Chris Flexen was so good. Uh, and honestly, you know, Andres Munoz was really good and he just got the Babip gods. The Babip just yeah. like Otani and Trout drive in what end up being the game winning runs on two baseballs where the exit velocity was under 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just like, what course. do you do but throw your hands up? It's just one of those days, and it, it yeah. sucks, but it, it does happen. Yeah, we gotta we gotta give another shout out to to Chris Flexen. He was mm-hmm. about as good as you could hope for. He 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 makes the one mistake to a hoppy uh, for the two run home run, and then after that, I mean, you know, his command was a, a little shaky here and there. He had uh, a couple pairs of walks uh, to or or one pair of walks to Otani and Trout. Was the other one on him? It seemed somewhat intentional like yeah the Mariners seemed very clear that they were not going to let Trout and Otani beat them and they still found a way to do that <laughs> that's yeah. how good those two guys are but uh yeah. you know the fun thing about Gil or about uh uh Flex and start yeah. he had the same number of whiffs as Otani yeah yeah and I, think, I saw that I think his fastball generated like 12 whiffs yeah, yeah he had a really nice fastball. curve yesterday too yeah Flex and stuff looked pretty good. It looked closer to what it did in 2020, uh, 2021 rather yeah. than it did last year. Uh, he looked good. He, he looked like a guy who belongs in a rotation, and that's pretty much all you can hope for uh, while you hope Robbie Ray gets back to you. But yeah, um, yeah Flex was, was really good. That was good. a number four level like 
performance. Like that was uh, looked like a number three to me yesterday. Yeah, like that's but, uh, like, that's probably as good as it gets for Flex. Yeah, no, agreed, I agreed. But that's probably the best get, that you can hope for out of him. Yeah, if you get that outing, you know, let's say that Robbie Ray misses ten starts, if you get that outing or anything close to it for eight of the ten starts he makes, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, hopefully that's a good sign of, of things to come, and hopefully they can navigate, that'll help them navigate this uh, injury to Robbie Ray pretty well here if, if Flexen can actually give them some value, uh, not just, you know, simply get by. If he can actually give you some legitimate quality starts like he did yesterday, that would be mm-hmm. massive. So, um, uh, one, one more quick shout-out. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're jumping to our next segment or not, but uh, how about the first week performances by Penn Murphy and Trevor Gott? Yeah. Both those guys have been surprisingly good. And those hey, are two Gabe guys Spire that, too, man. Yeah. Gabe yeah, Spire's been great too. too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Those are middle relievers right now. And they are pitching better than Brash and Munoz right now. Like, sure. Obviously. Um, and, you know, Brash, I feel like Brash comes into these like medium high leverage situations. And he's like, nah, let's make this a high leverage spot just so I can strike some dudes out. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, I mean those first two at bats and then the wild pitch, you're just right. like, the, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the walks, the second walks that I I was thinking about with Otani and Trout, those were brash. Those correct? were brash. Yeah, those were and, and just, those were both walks, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like ooh boy. And then and then uh, he comes back and he strikes out. Like, what, oh yeah, all three guys, all three guys, uh, no. or gets a pop out. He strikes out Renfro and Drury right. on just filthy. Uh, he. I oh yeah, and then he Renfro got Renfro was uh, the filthy slider, and then he dotted up ninety eight on the outside corner. To, yeah, and then uh, he got, uh, and then he got Lamb, Lamb to fly out to. Chick Lamb killed the Mariners this series. Yeah, when, good, well, when he? when when Lamb, stu- yeah, yeah, when Lamb stepped up to the plate though against Brash with the uh, second and third two outs, I was like, oh, here it, here it is, here comes the <laughs> dagger. So I was, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised to see the. Uh, a uh, nonchalant right. fly out there. And, you know, Munoz, make no mistake, Munoz hasn't been as dominant as he was at the end of last year, but he was mm. fine yesterday. He really was. That's just tough luck. Yeah. All right. So tomorrow we're going to be doing a post-game show, our first post-game show of the year. So that's exciting because uh, it's uh, opening day at Progressive Field for the Guardians. We're going to be previewing that series between the M's and guards in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards so rare recently partnered with mlb all-stars juan soto and yes mariners outfielder julio rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game weeks so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, 
game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team a free player card, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So the Mariners are already set to finish their season series with the Cleveland Guardians. They're going to be in Cleveland starting tomorrow all the way through Sunday for a quick three-game weekend series with the team that took three or four from them at T-Mobile Park, spoiled their opening week uh, series there at T-Mo. And... uh, we know the deal with this uh, with this Guardians team. They're incredibly pesky. They're going to be incredibly annoying from an offensive standpoint. Play good defense. They pitch well. They do all the little things right, and that means that the Mariners need to be on their P's and Q's a lot, be- a lot more than they were this past week. So, where do you want to start with this, Colby? As we uh, look ahead to this upcoming series. Well, I guess the good news would be is that you avoid Shane Bieber, so you only had to face yeah. Shane once this year. Um, although ironically, Bieber was the only pitcher that you beat, uh, last time you played Cleveland. So yeah, you know, you get to see Savali, you get to see Quantrill and you get to see Plesak, uh, instead, uh, the Mariners, of course, countering with Gilbert, Marco and Kirby. So, um, you know, pitching matchups, we do this every series. Oh, the pitching matchups kind of favor Seattle this time around. We're not falling for that trap anymore. No, I'm not doing take to rake. No, no, no. So, yeah. Um, like you said, the Mariners are going to have to play clean baseball. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of that over the last two days, uh, but it gets amplified more with Cleveland. They run well. They they put the ball in play consistently. They don't strike out, uh, and they play really good defense. Like, you have to beat Cleveland. They're not going to beat themselves. Uh, so the Mariners have to play clean, and they have to get that, that, that big hit, and it doesn't have to be with runners in scoring position, but – somebody for the love of God hit a two run home run in a, in a two, one game. Like let's, let's get this thing done. Let's score some runs. So uh, good signs of life from the offense the last couple of days. So we'll see if that can carry over Cleveland again, that, that bullpen is really good. So you have to get to the starters. You have to get to them early. Uh, And, you know, it's, I I sat in that cold stadium and watched Savali, you know, slam the door on the Mariners for seven innings. Uh, So you got to find a way to get runs early and you got to play clean baseball. And it really is as simple as that. And please just take advantage of the fact that you're going up against Aaron freaking Savali and Zach freaking Plesak. Like, come on guys. Like, look, those are like the guardians equivalents of Chris Flexen, which yeah, Yeah. at Flexen's best. We, we, you know, that's good pitcher. Yeah. Like we saw yesterday, but you know, you, you you know you know you should score three or four against them <laughs> yeah yeah you 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 know you know what the deal is here so right yeah it's just you know like you said you got to play clean baseball here and you got to be able to string together some hits and you know you get the lead off double get the guy over you know put a ball in the gap put him you know like let's you need more than just one hit an inning like because like we uh you know we saw an opening day right they get six singles or six base hits in general over the first six innings of the game don't do anything with them that can't happen you know you just you're not going to be able to win a lot of games doing that they were able to win that game on opening day but 
you got to be able to get some consistent offense throughout the course of an inning. You can't just have one guy doing the whole thing. So mm-hmm. that's really my that's really my thing here is just like you got to have a big inning in one of these games at least. Like you have to be able to put up three in one frame, yeah, and create some separation and take some pressure off of your freaking pitching staff to be utter like absolutely perfect because that's been kind of the the case here really outside of the blowout win against the angels and i think this is kind of why the the pitching struggles have been magnified because they really the pressure is on them to be absolutely perfect the pressure is on them to be exactly what they've been the last couple years which you can't expect that from that unit every time out that's just not going to happen that's not realistic so right you know, you, you gotta you gotta be able to put some ground in between you and the Guardians here, and and yep. you know not allow them because they're the kind of team that can string together some at bats, change the momentum of a game very quickly, and put pressure on your guys. Right, and I to me the like the key to the series is is Seattle's defense. We saw Cleveland just take advantage of of every single misstep that the defense had. Um, we saw them steal bases almost at will against the Mariners. Like pitchers have to do a better job of keeping guys honest uh, on the base pass. Now that's a problem league wide right now. They're still trying to figure out how to slow down running games. Um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen more pitch outs. Uh, but yeah. you know, it, it right now, you know, every, everybody's running wild. But Cleveland will take advantage of that. And Seattle's had issues holding runners you know, in recent years anyways. So they're going to take advantage of that. So you have to play defense. You have to turn the double play. You can't, you know, you can't drop the transfer and, and allow Ahmed Rosario to come to the plate or whatever. You have to turn that double play yeah. when you have that opportunity. You have to catch the fly ball. You know, you have to play good, solid defense uh, to beat this Cleveland team and because and, they're not going to do it. They're not going to beat themselves. So uh, it really is all about just playing really good, clean baseball and you have a shot. You can hang with anybody. You play good baseball, and and you know whether or not they do remains to be seen. But uh, good news, at least you know weather wise, is that it's supposed to be sunny all weekend in Cleveland with highs around. No snow it, outs. Oh no, my god! Uh, wow. Well, now keep in mind that's the iPhone weather app, and that is spotty at best. But right now mm. it's showing uh, completely sunny skies and highs in the high forties to low fifties. So pretty good weather for Cleveland in April. Um, so yeah, take advantage. No excuses. Go yep. out there, try and find a way to win your first series of the year. Build some momentum as you go to Chicago. And as Jerry Depoto said today on, on Brock and Salt, control the freaking zone. Giving yeah. up too many walks, and you're not like we talked about this what two days ago that they're taking a lot of pitches down the pipe right now, man. Like mm-hmm. let's 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 put some balls in play here. Right. Let's get control aggressive later on in 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 the uh, in the at bat. Let's you know right. let's get on base control the zone doesn't mean try to walk yeah it means when somebody gives you a center cut fastball you swing at it and you, you do hit damage it hard with it. yeah right you know it control the zone is hey i'm not gonna yeah i'm up two one i'm not gonna chase that slider that's right on the outside corner i can't do anything with that well yeah control the that's zone control is, the zone yeah control the zone is like yeah you see this here right this this is yeah. my territory this is my territory right. you, you i'm not gonna help i live you. here yeah yeah by the way, Control the Zone, also the name of a really good podcast, which you can subscribe to by clicking the little or by there, scanning there, the QR there, code right above Ty's right head. So, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. I also heard rumors that if we get to like 250 subs on our Patreon show, Shohei Otani might sign here in the winter. So, you know, just yeah, Keyword we're working might. through some things with the agency, but yeah. like, yeah. 
you know, I we it's been hinted. Let's put it that way. Oh, show up. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call here. Mm. Show. Hey. Yeah. Oh, he he said 300 subs. Three, 300. <laughs> 350 right, well we'll see what we can right, do you're getting, you're getting a little greedy here Shai. all right this bit's getting too old i'm gonna mute ty so yeah i i think that's pretty much it uh for today's episode ty anything to add uh yeah the one thing that i have to add here is that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast for colby padnode i'm ty Dane gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's cpat11 follow us on instagram and tiktok as well at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen now for your second listen check out locked on fantasy baseball win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategy it's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow after the game peace